Hello everyone and welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Primetime here, here with you ladies and news around animation and pop culture. Hopefully everyone is having a wonderful day, no matter where around the world. We have a few limited amounts of news for you so far, so let's get started for the first news we have so far coming from coming from the website gamersrant.com that the the company Warner Media has announced that Cartoon Network's show The Amazing World of Gumball is getting its own theatrical feature film that is currently now in development. Now, more and more announcements continue to come out from Warner Media regarding to the upcoming releases slate with their um, streaming services HBO Max. The company has put out the press release focusing on hard on the quote-unquote kids and family content with a host of confirmations, renewals, and announcements. The full list is worth looking for and for those interested in Warner Media, as well as their outputs, but one project in particular will catch the eye of the Amazing World of Gumball fans. For those of you who watched the Cartoon Network show recently, the Amazing World of Gumball has one of been one of the service's most successful cartoons, blending cartoons, antics, and surreal humor, and wide variety of animation styles. The series focuses on Gumball Waterson and his best friend Darwin as they get involved with nonsense at, at school, at home, and surrounding neighborhoods. The show has been running successfully for about six seasons, and there are no currently plans for it to end anytime soon. Gumball has managed to, to attract a diverse fan base, ranging from kids who enjoy the colorful characters and light-hearted slapsticks, all to the adults who appreciate the bold animation variety and, and occasionally adult jokes. So it's not a huge surprise to see Warner Media continue to the investments of the property, not only with the variety of miniseries, but also with the announcement of a full-fledged film based on the IP. The show creator Ben, I apologize if I can't pronounce his last name wrong, um, creator Ben Bokulit has, um, has mused in the past that he had several ideas about how to turn the show into a film. And it seems that his wish has actually come true, as recent Warner Media update confirms that the development of such such a project that said that there isn't a whole lot of information to chew on yet. With the working title of the Amazing World of Gumball movie, the film was announced to be in development, and the press releases says that it would will be based on the hit show, confirming the project's existence. But now, what it will be about, or when it is expected to be. Still is, is, isn't exciting, or mostly even more exciting to all Prosperous Gumball fans that the show The Way Head goes out from the final season lifts all fans into a cliffhanger. Hopefully the finale of the product lives up to the, for the repetition and the fans will get a chance to take a look sooner rather than later. Now, for those of you who don't know... Is that before the announcement of the Amazing World of Gumball? I think like it's been one or two years ago. And ever since the uh, finale of Gumball, it was left in a some sort of cliffhanger recently. And fans were ranting on Twitter that that if somehow the creator can um, can put it into the show in some sort of a movie, basically, and the creator can uh, agree with that basically, but he isn't really sure at the time. But now, <laughs> apparently, we're actually getting a movie. And we're expecting that this movie would be the end of the series because 
Gumball is one of those shows that has been long running ever since 2010, basically. 2010 or 20, around the early of the 2010s, basically. Like, almost, a, almost or basically entirely a decade, basically. Just like other shows, like Adventure Time, regular show, Steam Universe, for example. And, let be honest, cartoons nowadays are basically just running for running for longest periods of time to the point where you really really uh, really really grew up into a young adult basically or just basically almost a young adult at this point like i remember i used to watch gumball when i was a preteen i was like in the age around like 12 or 13 i used to watch gumball you know those shows like i mentioned before and now hearing it it has a finale as an adult i mean thinking look back uh, wow this show has literally go throughout my time basically at this point and it's it, it's insane it really is insane at, but at the same time you kind of don't have that much a variety of shows kind of doing that for example pokemon has been running for like around like more than 20 20 or 25 years apparently this is their this is their, actually their um their anniversary basically and uh, and apparently it still keeps going to this day. It's not gonna stop. It's, the enemies still keep going, and as well as Yu-Gi-Oh, despite the fact that they have their multiple different series with different and different protagonists throughout their whole long run. But but what I can tell you is, is that these shows last for like a long time, basically. And assume, and this is my assumption. My assumption is basically that animation. In general, when it comes to particularly television animation or film, um, sometimes projects end at a certain point and you have to move on, basically. And sometimes these projects don't really have any deadlines or anything else, but it depends on the creator and as well as the directors and everything else who's in charge of the show. And... Um, Basically, it's kind of like preventing anyone else from going, like, like out of work, basically. Like, let's say you're working for a show that has up to, um, been greener for, like, around four seasons, basically. Yeah, and that too. It depends on, on how well the show is doing. It gives the green to you for, like, a second or third season, basically. Meaning that, hey, you got more opportunity, you can work on the show a bit longer, basically. You're not out of the job, basically. Until we kind of tell you that we have to stop the show, basically. But overall, um, it has those scenarios that until that the um, the either the corporations who are in charge of this telling you, hey, we like the show, give it another season. You guys are not out of the job or out of the project, basically. Because you, you guys don't have to like go job searching for anything else. But that's it's kind of like that situation for make, for extending more shows in order to prevent any animators. Or editors or anyone else from, 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 uh, from basically just, just job searching, basically. Because it's interesting how, um, how shows like Gumball was able to, um, just still keep intact with the current audience, basically. It grew over time with style, with, with humor. And it's commentary, basically. I wouldn't expect Gumball to commentary on any other anything else. Like they did commentary on 
politics, he did commentary on fan art, fan art basically, that was kind of funny. And he also did commentary on the, um, on the internet as well. Obviously the political one has to be with the current politics in the United States, they also, and he, as well as he also did um, fan arts of their own um, their own fans, what they did so far. I think one of the fans were able to um, to mention about the situation. I mean, there was a there was a fan art that actually happened. They actually put it, and one of the people who did the fan art just kind of mentioned about about the situation basically. And and the other one I was referring to was the whole social justice warrior commentary about that situation with Gumball basically. And it's there's still more commentary to this day with Gumball, and it's kind of have this. Um, just sort of one of those commentary shows. Obviously, the example is is South Park, which I'm going to mention in the podcast a bit more sooner. But it has that sort of commentary, as well as um, The Simpsons and Family Guy, sort of the commentary on like the outside world and what's going on right now, just like what they're doing with Gumball, but more of a kid-friendly type of style. It's interesting how they're putting that variety into children's shows, kind of mixing it into um, into Making it for children, but at the same time more enjoyable for young adults, basically. So it has a good type of flavor that I really, really like. I really enjoy gum- what the um, the creators are doing with Gumball, basically. But but we have no details on the movie. Just his confirmation of his game development, basically. I'll give you guys more updates on this situation, basically, for surely. Because I'm excited. Haven't seen Gumball for quite a while ever since his ending so I'm really excited to see what's gonna happen um one thing I want to mention is that um is with this movie is this movie gonna be in, in, in gonna be HBO Max or is it gonna be in televised or is it just gonna do it simultaneously basically the thing what I want that brought that up was that um there was a situation happened kind of similar to that when they when the network is reviving a show and making it to a special movie they have a situation where they either want to do it on streaming service or do it on television the first, the example is the um, hey, Ar- hey Arnold movie where Nickelodeon announces a Hey Arnold movie and they decided to air it on television basically what happened was that the Hey Arnold movie, to be honest, it was great. I like it. I like it, honestly. It has a good conclusion to the series. But the thing is, is that you're putting a show that, yeah, in, a television, in television and cable that everyone hardly even watches. Hardly watches cable. They're mostly on streaming services or on the internet, basically. Which brings them more late, more ratings. On top of that, you have a market of children who didn't even grow up with Hey Arnold. It's mostly the older fans who grew up with Hey Arnold, basically. So that's more, another scenario what happens to the airing of Hey Arnold on cable. So what happened was that Nickelodeon learned what what's, what happened. So they decided to, um, to um, change the situation for that. For example, they did it with Rocko's Modern Life. They had a special for that. And the Invader Zim movie, basically. They decided, you know what? We're not going to air this on television. We're just going to air this on the streaming services. Basically, they, they, um, they aired it on Netflix, basically. Because they had a deal at the time. 
before they got to do CBS Access or Paramount Plus, they decided to have an inquisition to put their property, few of their properties on Netflix, basically. So that's what they did. And it was successful because now you could have all their fans go to Netflix and actually watch it for themselves. And, and on top of that, they get good ratings. Without any mixture ratings of like seeing like children never grew up with these cartoons like how we did, basically. But it's a good scenario to think about that with the Gumball movie because sure, you gotta have kids watch Gumball, but I'm not sure they're gonna watch it in a daily. I'm pretty sure old, like a bit older fans like me who watched Gumball from the start just to watch it basically. But it doesn't matter at this point, basically. At this point with this with their situation with Gumball, either kids or older fans or any type of fans basically could watch Gumball, either streaming services or on cable, basically. So this is just basically my theory how they're gonna handle this basically and what they did with other properties from other network for other um, net- networks basically sorry about that but again i'll give you guys more updates on the gumball situation and hopefully you guys are really excited for this news honestly i'm really excited for that as well or what they're gonna do with gumball now our next set of news comes from comes from um I think it's called NMS.com, something like that. That a, um, yeah, NMS.com. That a, um, that an article from a feminist website by the name of Jizzibly, Jizzibill, Jizzibill, um, caused a stir within the internet from a writer who asked the question, who forgot to invite Chun Li in the release of the trailer of Mortal Kombat trailer? In the post, the writer by the name of Shannon Melero Mello, praises the Mortal Kombat trailer as the dog's bull, bulla, bollocks, dog's bollocks. But the um, but the person in particular mentioned that the character of Chunli hasn't been mentioned or released. Now Chunli is part of the the Street Fighter series. Of games basically and that has no affiliation with them with the Mortal Kombat series which fans would quickly point out the trailer for Mortal Kombat was released on February 18th for the upcoming film due to air on HBO Max on April 16th the trailer has already gained attraction for a notable absence of Johnny Cage but Jezebel article are soon spread through Twitter leading to the many creative reactions whether or not the article was joking remains to be seen but Jubilee does tend to lean towards the satire of the in its article, being a suited with critic that I am, quote unquote, began with the article of by Melodo saying that I am immediately clocked to the glaring error in the film, where in all the remains is Chun Li. If this where she also mentioned that if there is a battle for the fate of the earth, then don't we need the a greatest warriors gathered within which would include June Lee and her sprung bird kick that could knock out a man's hat or means a man's head and clean off. Sounds like a pretty big plot hole to me that is Ultimate Street Fighter is supposed to be won by the ragtag team helmed by Sonya Blade. No offense to the Sonya Blade stance, which she mentioned. Given that she also mentioned that Street Fighter in the within the article, many written it off as a joke. But the response on Twitter prompted the update on a few hours later around update of 4.39pm in the US 
Jubilee has discovered that the answer to her question is that Chun-Li's insurance and, it, and is that Chun-Li is not part of the Mortal Kombat Merce, which the article stated, wow, st stated in the correction. Now, they just put, I'm pretty sure this article answers the question what I'm about to say. I'll just give you the straight answer, basically. Chun-Li is not a Mortal Kombat character. She's a Street Fighter character. There you go. As much as people want to make fun of this article, I mean, I want to make fun of this article because the the character is in the wrong series, basically. But the one I want to give you is that I'm pretty sure there isn't any... There isn't hardcore fans, basically. Or what I want to say is that there's no fans who are not really engaged with these games, these plots, or its whereabouts, or what characters are placed in, basically, or what series they are from, basically. You gotta know there's a there's gonna be, and it's understandable because it's just basically the general population's the general population's thinking, basically, they just think that oh, they just like Mortal Kombat, they just like Street Fighter, basically, and apparently. This person in particular kind of embarrassed themselves on the internet saying, Hey, where's Chun Li in this trailer? Even though <laughs> she's not part of the roster. I mean, I played Mortal Kombat as a kid. Well, I used to play in the original Mortal Kombat when my uncles bought their, um, bought their console. When they, when they came to my house, basically. And, and they brought in their old Street Fighter game. They used to have, and I was playing on their on their um, on their console. I think it was like on the Nintendo 64 or the or the um, was the first ever PlayStation. I don't remember what it was it. I think I think it was in a cartridge. I think it was in Nintendo 64. But anyways, I used to play Mortal Kombat like often. Basically, I used to see the blood spurted. I think it was either had blood spurting for that game or they kind of censored that. Up. But it was fun, and I still play Mortal Kombat to this day. I still have Mortal Kombat. I bought Mortal Kombat 11. I have all the characters roster. I bought the latest DLC with Melina, um, Rain, and um, and Rambo. Basically, I really like Rambo and Rain, and all the three character rosters I mentioned before the DLC. I like all of them. Basically, doesn't matter. I like all of them. But what I can't say is that. Sometimes when you're gonna say something, just do your research carefully before you mention, before you screw up. As Ice Cube would say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Anyways, just make sure you make sure you research something before you say something basically. You gotta have these situations that your information will rile up and make you look like either a laughing stock or an idiot basically. You gotta be careful with these types of things because you basically it's just gonna be a laughing stock in general. I mean, as much as another thing I want to mention is that the the article the way it written is that it has a sort of formless telling the audience that hey we need like female representation for your empowerment. You could have that basically. You could have that in Mortal Kombat movie. You have many female characters in Mortal Kombat. You have Sonya Blade. You have you even have her daughter Casey Cage. You have Jade. You have Milena. You you even you even have Katana and her mother in the roster, basically. Heck, you can even put the latest ones 
And I'm not sure if the I'm not sure if Mortal Kombat is gonna put the latest new characters like um like Devora. She didn't she wasn't part of the original Mortal Kombat uh, roster, but she came later in Mortal Kombat 10 basically. And you could add you could add those DLCs as well as um as well as Jackie Briggs, which is basically Jackie Briggs' daughter. There's many female characters you could put in that has female representation and female empowerment. Instead of pulling it, instead of pulling in another character from another game that you didn't know is from a different series, it's just kind of funny to me that you you messed up. Like you have high hopes of this character to be the strongest person you've ever seen until you realize, wait a second, wait a second. This character is not part of the that's not part of the roster. Whoops. But hey, we all make mistakes. It's how the world is this it's how how it's, it's how we live basically. We all make mistakes. Sometimes we have our big oops. We have our big faults. But heck, this is the way we grow honestly. And hopefully we hopefully we all learn this lesson basically for making mistakes such as this basically. Because again, the internet kinda get riled up. Not in the angry, but in a kind of more of a taunt way, like "haha, you got you got it wrong." Do your research and whatever little goofs and laughs. Maybe there's gonna be other people who just gonna take a way far, and I mean the way far stance of fandoms. Like you, I'm pretty sure every fandom has their own dedicated fans, like the real stance ones. And to the point, we just call them stance, and just say, "Hey, how dare you, miss, miss if." Misinformed everyone that she's part of the Mortal Kombat roster. No, she's not. She's from Street Fighter, basically. You can have those types of, those types of fans, basically, and you just need to calm down with all that stuff. It's just a it's just a game going to be made within a movie, basically. But I'm really excited for this Mortal Kombat um, movie overall because I mentioned before that not all video game movies are gonna be perfect. I mean, for example, the one of the I see the trailer, and the way how Scorpion says "get over here" within the trailer, it doesn't feel more within the character. It's it, the it's just that the acting for that scene it doesn't really feel that he's actually um, engaged with the character. It just it sounds like he he's just saying the line within the scene, like like "get over here" like that. Like no, no, you gotta have to put emphasis within within when you play this character. You have to put more emphasis. That's how make. That's what they call it, movie magic. You gotta make the movie more, 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 not realistic, but more in-depth with it, basically. But, overall, I just wanted to say that, just take this article this person wrote within, within, uh, within Jezebel website as a grain of salt. I already know that they made a mistake, and they try to do it as a joke. Basically, like they mentioned that, oh, this art, oh, this article was meant for a joke, ha 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 ha. At the same time, the way how they word it is kind of, they try to, they try to say that it was a joke, basically. But they just want to cover up that, hey, this is not actually a, this is not actually a joke, this person actually did it. And they didn't do it as a joke. But I mean, with the article that you know, that looks like that, I don't think this. I don't think she's actually joking. 
I'm pretty sure the writer is actually being serious and thought there was and thought it was um, that she was actually part of the Mortal Kombat roster. And they try to portray the article as a joke, as a satire, which which she really wasn't. But heck, I kind of got a little bit worried that if this article follow through and make it into Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers own the Mortal Kombat property they're probably gonna actually gonna put Sonya Blade within Mortal Kombat keep in mind I don't mind if you gotta have it within the game but if you add it with the movie it's gonna leave some of the fans or the general audience is confused mostly the fans really confused that why is this Mortal Kombat character within Street Fight with I mean, I mean, this Street Fighter character within Mortal Kombat movie doesn't make any sense. Guess what? I kind of worried about it at the time. I didn't see it as a joke. I just see it as um, this might be a way of having it to the corporation and just made that change. But hey, it'd be possible. Sometimes Mortal Kombat has crossovers with other franchises. For example, they had crossovers with um, they brought in. Jason Voorhees, Freddy Cougar, they also brought Leatherface, they brought in the latest ones, they brought in uh, the Terminator, Rambo, like I mentioned before, Robocop, Joker, and even um, Dark, Hor- Dark Horse's um, Spawn. And it's insane how they do like a lot of crossovers with the other franchises and put them within their, within their rosters that you can fight with, honestly. Probably that might be exciting if they could do that little experiment to bring in properties that they own or they kind of have negotiations with. It's, it's an interesting concept to do. If they're going to make a sequel of the Mortal Kombat movie or not, honestly. But overall, I just want to say, just take that article within a grain of salt, basically. It's this fun and last until you just realize that you made a mistake. Basically, we all make mistakes. I just want to clear up the air that heck we did a we did a big oops. I just want to clear the air that we just learned our lesson basically. Because a lot of fans were angry, but a few of them just held a big laugh. Honestly. Now, our last news for today comes from USA.com that the following major talker of the pandemic special of South Park. Is returning with its second pandemic episode or the COVID 19 episode next month, premiering on March 10th, 8 Eastern Pacific Standard Time in the US. Comedy such as One Hour South Park, which they titled South Park with a Q at the end, basically called the South Park Vaccine Special, will follow South Park residents as they attempt to get vaccinated. vaccinated. We will be heard, read the tweet from the show's official Twitter account on Friday. Presumably that the nod of to herd, to herd immunity, which the CDC and the provision brand they describe as the a situation in which a sufficient proportion of the population is immune to an infection disease to make the spread from the people to one person to person unlikely. The special comes as a 12.9 12.9% of people within the United States have received at least one COVID-19 shot and about 54% have received both. Then 28 million COVID-19 cases 
and is nearing half of half a million deaths per Johnson Hopkins data basically that's where they've had data coming from now Matt Stone and Jay Parker South Park premiere of its 24th season on September 13th by tackling one of the big biggest things in everyone's mind basically the twin that everything goes around within that year of 2020 everything that comes with it that the true South Park fashion within the with an aspect of one hour of a pandemic special took Fury Jeffs of the President Donald Trump the COVID-19 pandemic and police brutality the episode was was the talk of the Twitter when it aired as many people or either couldn't believe the network would air something like that or find the show hilariously relatable memorable scenes included the Stefan Stotch reprimanding his neighbors for for importantly wearing his mask Eric Carmen faking, faking his computer glitch within a zoom class I remember that one that one's pretty funny as well as um, another scene was the um, the ongoing token the only black kid in the school getting shot by the police after fighting a breakout between Carmen and Kyle while the episode touched within multiple points of 2020 Stan summed out summed up how a lot of people feel I feel that I can't take these shutdowns anymore and I'm scre- and I scared that what is going on doing to me the truth is I just wanted to have fun again and I want to have my life back this has been a quote from Stan Marsh during the pandemic special now the vaccine special or the vaccine episode will, will be the show's first episode since the COVID since the COVID special in 2019. Comedy Central renewed the long-running animated series through 2020, 2020, 2022 as another season. Now, I apologize if there's any noise coming up from the background, but I just want to say that um, I'm pretty sure at this point in time, as of right now, as reading this, I'm pretty sure a lot of things happened after the pandemic special. As well as the beginning of 2021. I mean, who knows what South Park is going to tackle within the vaccine special. Obviously, they're going to talk about the vaccine and the way how the United States cheats it. Probably they're going to talk about other things. Like, for example, um, probably the end results of the 2021 election. What happened? They're probably going to take a jabs on that. Or they're probably going to take a jabs on either the Super Bowl. Or, or they're probably going to take a jabs on the, um, the GameStop stock market. Basically, they're probably gonna take situations on that as well. They're probably gonna talk about it. There's like many situations going on within the within the span of this year and last year. And I'm pretty sure they're gonna have heavily because the thing I'm wondering is that if you don't know the current situation with South Park is that um they made a uh, Mr. Garrison as President Trump. I want to know how I want to know how is that gonna how they're gonna do that with Mr. Garrison basically. Uh, because the last time we saw Mr. Garrison was obviously the pandemic special where um, where at the end <laughs> at the end he just burned the he just burned the um, the creature who have who has the original was basically patient one and. The, probably, the, the creature probably has immunity and what happened was that Mr. Garrison burned the creature that has immune to the virus and at the end he mentioned he mentioned elections are coming up folks make sure you guys go and vote <laughs> yeah, that part was kind of funny for me honestly 
And I'm pretty sure I'm not sure what's gonna happen with this one, basically. Maybe they're gonna have Joe within South Park or competing against Mr. Garrison with some hilarious skit. But I'm really focusing on his how is how um is how they're going to uh, treat what we have so far because what I could theorize so far with South Park is the way how they get their ideas. And it's kinda genius it's pretty much a genius and simple. The way I see how they do with episodes, both mostly seasons, is that their idea is basically is that they wait for almost entirely a year, basically the beginning and the middle of the year. Once we're getting close to the end of the year, like around like around September, October, November, they make the episodes. Now they, what they just learn from the spam of the previous of the previous months of the year, basically. To me, that's kind of a genius. That is the most smartest thing I've ever seen so far with that. But it's, uh, but it's basically the obvious. And having that into a pen, into a special that's coming on March, I mean... It's just going to be a special. The thing I'm concerned is that... The, um, I'm guessing due to the pandemic, it's probably made the South Park production a bit slow when it comes to making a season. Um, I'm also aware that... Um, uh, now, the two creators, Matt and Trey Parker, they released a trailer that they had a side project they did. I'm not sure what was the side project they did, they mentioned before. I'm pretty sure what they did was kind of keep them busy, aside from South Park. I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing. But I would look into that as well. But overall, for me, I'm excited for the pandemic special. I really want to see how they're going to tackle this situation within the spam of... The last, the end of the last year, in combination with the beginning of this year, basically, because we're just only two months within the this year, basically. We only have like many things going on right now. Oh, that reminds me, they're probably also gonna tackle the um. They're probably also gonna mention about the Capitol Hill riots, basically, that have been around this year. They're probably gonna also tackle that as well. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the beginning of span of one month, as well as this month as well. You're probably going to mention about the Super Bowl as well. They also the one thing happened here in America as well. And um, I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the spam of there's only two months, basically. But overall, I can't wait to see how South Park is going to have with this variety. I'm really excited. Hopefully you guys are excited for the pandemic special. Like I mentioned before, these special will be released on March 10th, Eastern and Pacific Standard Time here in the U.S. For other people around the world... I'm not sure how they're going to air South Park, and even even if they air South Park on your on your um, uh, region or your own country, you can just use the internet and try to search for any um, any websites that contains within the pandemic, especially in any sort of way you can watch it. Basically, but overall, I'm excited. Hopefully, you guys are excited. I'm excited. So, mark your calendars on March 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Comedy Central. You probably guys have like a different different types of channels of watching it but heck that's the only thing that the, the uh, article mentioned before basically so we just have to wait and see what's gonna happen within the pandemic special pretty sure they have all the ideas what they have so far within this year and last year so let's see what they're gonna stir up next now that's it for today's news everyone hopefully you guys like today's today's episode 
make sure you guys follow and subscribe to today's podcast. We do this every every Saturday or Sunday, and we usually take the span of news coming from throughout the week, basically. And I give you guys the information what's been going on. So make sure you guys follow the official Twitter account at Animation9010. The name of the Twitter account is also in the description of the podcast. So, so you guys could look up over there as well for more updates. So this is Animation Nation. I am your host, Primetime here. Hopefully good to see you guys on next weekend. So stay tuned. So have a wonderful day and stay safe. Goodbye.